Welcome to the Tim Biscuit Podcast. Today we've got a new guest, that is... Joe. Joe, right. This is the second attempt to doing this, because um, after 23 minutes, the fucking memory card failed. So we've got to start it all again. So, this is take two. Um, so you messaged me <laughs> for um, coming on my podcast, yeah. because you... Did or do a course with uh, my old schoolmate that came on my podcast because he's a tutor for writing at uni, isn't he? Yeah, Peter True. Yeah. Yep. So um, to cut a long story short, you heard that one. You messaged me. You've come on, and here we are. But before the podcast, well, well, the podcast. I'm gonna do it as a new podcast. Okay. So before the podcast, you told me you do a internet radio station. Yeah. Um, which is dead cool. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, chat, chat and spin. It's uh, yeah, the internet radio station. Um, four times a week, uh, from two till four. Now it's one till four. Um, one till four. Yeah. That's a long time though, isn't it? like isn't it? Yeah, it's um, yeah, it, it it flies by. To be fair though, with all the the songs and. Yeah, well, the podcast we just did, it felt like fucking about an hour and it was only 23 minutes. I'm ever so sorry about that. Yeah, it's all right. Um, so, it's called Chat and Spin. What's, what sort of stuff do you talk about? Uh, we mostly do requests and uh, yeah, there's not an awful lot of talking. It's uh, just shout-outs, dedications, things things like that. Uh, but it's just a nice little uh, like platform to get your... It's just to get your voice, voice out and... Um, People enjoy it. You interact with people. It's it's quite nice. Does people text you or give you phone calls? Um, yeah, they they give us drop us messages and do emails. They? Yeah. Do you, do you ever get anything like your shit mate? Fuck off. <laughs> no, it never gets past the. Ah, um... oh, it's all censored. Yeah, and people are. I think people are nice. Like people are generally nice, uh, as far as I've heard. Unless like. We do get that, and then we so, just don't receive them. So, have, have you got like a control center that um, will send you like the text through, or because, like you said, it don't get past. So, if someone was to say you shit, mate, that won't yeah. get past, or is that an automated filter? Uh, I'm not a hundred percent really. Um, I uh, we've got we've got uh, one of the owners watches the emails, so uh, he gets to read them first, and he just deletes any of the bad ones really does he delete the bad ones i've got swearing in or bad ones that have um he just don't want it on his show <laughs> okay <laughs> you say can you really no I not really <laughs> all right fair enough um which is a nice segue then into free speech yeah because we was talking about free speech this is one of the reasons why i've done the podcast um because a lot of the news now I'm, and like I'm not a news podcast. It's a fully free speech, unedited podcast. Because um, everything's chopped and changed. You can't believe what you're reading in the papers. Certainly, you can after watching documentaries on Netflix and about the BBC. Is um, shocking, really? Because I watched that one about Tommy Robinson. Because the I've been like, you seen that one, Panadrama. Uh, no, but I've I've heard the type of stuff that's been happening with yeah, him, and it's well, like sort of Panorama was trying yeah. to get his ex-workers, or like one of his ex-workers, I'm sure it is, or saying did like sort of did he ever do anything sexual to you? 
Oh, really? Yeah. And, like, they were, like, he took a girl out for dinner, the um, head of the panorama, on the dinner. And, like, he was trying to give a question to say, yeah, he did. But little did, like, panorama know, do, um, know. Tom, Tommy Robinson was filming it all secretly. And then when he went in for his interview, he went, well, I've got some stuff to show you. And he completely blasted him because he, like, said, you were trying to fit me up on a fucking sexual harassment charge. I've got a wife and kids. That could have fucking split everyone up. And he's, and he's got video evidence of, like, Panorama trying to persuade him to, like, do this to him. Yeah. So from that moment on, it doesn't matter if I'm a Tommy Robinson fan or if I'm not Tommy I could take him or leave him, to be fair. He doesn't really because he's got his own... And that's it. I mean, they've banned him. Everyone says blah, blah, this. I'm, I'm not going on going on a speech about him, but he should have a platform because the only platform he's on now is, tele, is I think it's Telegram. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah, like, they fucked him off Facebook and I have asked him to come on, uh, but he just doesn't get back to me. So, um, but like, the platform's here for him. And I like, as much as I would have him on, mm. I'd have a far left person on. I'm not saying Tommy's far right, but, because I don't think he is. I don't think yeah. he's a fucking Nazi. No, that's... No, it's like, <laughs> I mean, if when people say Nazi, it's like, you don't know what... You, anyway, that's by the by, that's not this podcast. That's for a different thing. Um, but that's why I started it. So, everyone to have the say. Yeah, so, yeah that's, that's fair. But going back to, to the censorship, you don't agree with censorship? No, um... I, I think uh, a creator should be able to create something, and I think it should, you know, it deserves to be viewed no matter what it is, uh, no matter how horrific. If you know, if you feel like you can handle it, I mean, I, I don't think it should be like beamed to, to like TVs at, you know, um, at tea time for kids to watch or whatever. But I think I don't think it should. I don't think things should be banned or. Just like chopped, chopped out, or you know, so no one can see them. Yeah, I think it's up to the individual because I'm 40 now, and it's like um, I smoke weed. I've done podcast on it. My Instagram knows, and it's like a plant. I'm like so fucking not addicted to it. I don't need it to function. Mm. Unlike alcoholics, they need alcohol to function. I don't need weed to function. I can take it or leave it, but I do have it every day. <laughs> that doesn't sound really good, does it? But, like, I did a 30-day challenge where I challenged myself to see, you know, 30 days on and 30 days off, and I didn't really yeah. have a problem mm. with it. I didn't have any problems. But, like, maybe my sleeping pattern was a bit skew with. Yeah. If And if I'm honest, and I dreamt a bit more. But I do dream when I'm on weed, but not as much and vivid mm. if, if, like, I'm off weed. Are they good dreams, would you say, or...? They have been good dreams, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I um, I, I I try to keep a genu- a, a dream journal, mm. but um, it's just I can't be asked. And it says you got to do it when you first wake up, and it's true because you can't remember all your dreams. You've got to remember them there and then. Yeah. But I, that's the last thing I want to be doing. Half six in the fucking morning is waking <laughs> up and writing down my dreams. But no, I but like I ain't got a problem with it. I I've got I've got a full time job. Um, it like doesn't affect me. Or like sort of like anything like that, um, but someone shouldn't tell me as a forty-year-old man that you shouldn't be doing this when it's like 
we're so backwards, England, yeah. in sort of like censorship and fucking everything, and it's just we're just behind the times. Yeah, like I reckon it's like someone saying that, you know, for example, goes home and beats the wife, for example. Like that's it's very hyper hypocritical. I think the society it's become. It is, um, be- yeah, because like. Cannabis isn't. I'm, I'm not gonna have it as a pro cannabis thing, but going on the censorship thing, it's, it's like never killed anything. And going you back to socially acceptable, I'll use this analogy with socially acceptable. When people are sick, or you see people being sick mm. through alcohol, you go, "Oh, is it, oh, like he's had a good night." It's socially ex- like yeah. acceptable. Have a laugh. He's a lad. <laughs> at work, I like the place I used to work at. I used to work yeah. with two middle-aged women 50s middle-aged i'm 40 i'm not middle-aged but they were about 50 at night they said to each other i can't wait to go home i'm on friday and have a drink have a disserino and coke and chill me out and i'm right at the back and like, i wish i could tell them like, i can't wait to get home tonight and have a bit of fucking weed because people who smoke cannabis and this is not a weed a, like a pro weed podcast episode but it's it's good to get the point across that um People would look down on the person who's stoned compared to the people who was pissed on a night out. Yeah. Do you like? Do you know what I mean? Social mm. because it's socially acceptable to be rounding and pissed than it is to sit at home and be stoned because they think all stoners are losers. Yeah. But going back to the censorship thing, um, we was talking about Serbian film. You haven't seen that, have you? No. 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 I don't think it's as bad as people make out. And the scene, one of the scenes why it got fucking banned, just banned, I didn't have to swear, Um, (laughs) I like, sort of was expecting something more and it was like, that's bullshit, you know what I mean, you can tell it's a fucking baby doll. Yeah. So, we did a lot of spoilers alerts in like the last one, but I've decided I'm not going to do that this time. (laughs) But we were talking about Martyrs, Mm. and it's it's a French film, isn't it? And it's um, got one scene in it that I found hard to watch. What did you think to that scene? It, and it and it was the slapping scene. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that kind of like st- stays with you. But I think that's what the film kind of goes for. It's you feel a bit unclean after watching it. Yeah, me- yeah, yeah. Because it's I've seen it once, and it was a long time. It was about maybe seven, ten years ago. Um, it's a film that I wouldn't want to watch yet again. To be fair, not that it's shit because it's it's a really good film but it's not Mm. one of them films like Ferris Bueller's Day Off where you can watch (laughs) it again and again and again yeah can you no so which leads us in to a film you can watch again and again and again (laughs) yeah and and, 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 like the irony of it is I have but I think it's a I think it's a paedophilic film the film in question is Labyrinth 1986 starring David Bowie or Bowie, however, however it's pronounced. Now, this isn't a podcast about is David Bowie or Bowie a paedophile in real life or not, even though there is rumours he did things with underage girls. That's not what this podcast is about. This is about The Labyrinth. So it's a 1986 film. It's um, directed by Jim Henson, and it's wrote by... The screenplay, should I say, is by Terry Jones, which was obviously part of Monty Python, you like Monty Python. Yeah. It's good. One of your favourite films is The Search for like, Holy Grail. Yep, Holy Grail. And it's, it's good. Yeah, it's, it's a very funny film. But Life of Brian's funny as well. 
um, yeah, it's whatever reason I've skipped that one. I've what? got to, You've never <laughs> I've seen got to it? watch that, yeah. You've never seen Life of Brian? No, no. Oh, man, there's two dead funny scenes in it. There's one right at the beginning where they're like, having to go at this guy who's got a dead big nose, and it's so funny. And then it's got the bigger, thicker scene <laughs> where it's like an emperor. He's like a centurion guy, like quite high up, an emperor, whatever. Uh, and he can't speak. He's got a lisp like this. He says, my friend will be bad, you know. Bicketh, dicketh, won't be happy. And everyone starts creasing. And he gets that angry and he goes, he's got a wife, you know. And I can't remember what he says, but they just all burst out laughing. It's so fucking stupid. It's dead funny. Really funny. But um, I suppose we said before that the labyrinth, because it's very Monty Python-esque, from like the hands when she, sort of she drops down the hole, they've got their hands. Mm. Not like the hands, but the humour of their hands. Yeah. The talking stones, which says, "Oh, go on, let me say it. I've not said it in such a long time." <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of clever, stupid humour, isn't there? Yeah. It's like sort of even the little bug. Hello, did you just say hello? No, I said hello. Come here and have a cuppa. Meet the missus. Very English. <laughs> yeah. Very English, and I thought. Once you know and you start making the connections, you can say, I can see why it's very done by Monty Python. But the, the, vol- the film, the Volve, <laughs> the film revolves around a 15-year-old girl played by Jennifer Connolly. She was 16 when she played it, but, she, but by the by, she's 15 in the film. That's very important. And it's about her that's got to solve a labyrinth because she's wish- wished. she's wished for the Goblin King, known as Jareth, Played by David Bowie, Bowie, to take a baby. Um, it's it's a stepbrother, isn't it, Toby? Yeah. To kidnap him, and and he does, and he gives Sarah thirteen hours to find it. Though he fucking is is tossing the baby around the whole time, yeah. isn't he? And um, well, there's well, there's a dance song in like the dance baby dance. Yeah, That's, magic. Yeah. Some... It's magic, isn't it? Yeah. A bit all, all like something. But that's a bit... If you look into that, I haven't printed the lyrics out to that song. But that's a bit... It's a bit strange. Yeah, and that, that's what I was looking for the first... Because it's the first time I've watched it. That's what I was looking for when you you told me that we were looking at it in that way. I was thinking, is it to do with the baby? And then, <laughs> like, it started hitting me, like, as, we, as it went further yeah. through. Yeah, I mean, I thought I was a bit mad, and I thought, I'm going to check the internet, because I don't want to look like a what. I mean, I'd still do the podcast about it, but I thought, if it's on the internet, not that it must be true, but other people must have seen it, and lo and behold, fucking thousands of people. You know, there's a... I think there's something on Reddit about it. All that, but the first time that made me think about, yeah, it is weird. Is um, they're like sort of, he's he's on one side of the stairs. It's like one of them weird math, like mathematical drawings where she goes up and he comes down, and he goes down and he goes up. Mm. It's weird, and the way because he's like singing a song to her, and the song is called Within You. I didn't mention <laughs> that the first time. It's called Within You, and like David Bowie has done. He did write it, um, but the but the way he looks at it, and it's like it's a weird way he like sort of like sort of looks at her because he's the he's he's tall, he's a fucking grown man, and she's a fifteen year old girl that's been whisked to a fucking different realm because mm. he's a bully. <laughs> and um, this is the song he sings. We'll sing a verse from it. Well, we won't sing, but I will say a verse from it. How you turn my world, you precious thing. You starve and near exhaust me. Everything I've done, I've done for you. I move the stars for no one. 
You've run so long, you've run so far, your eyes can be so cruel, just as I can be so cruel. Oh, I do believe in you, yes I do. Live without your sunlight, live without your heartbeat. I, I can't live within you, I can't live within you, I, I can't live within you. So we're singing this to a 15-year-old girl. Yeah. Okay, now if I sang that to a 15-year-old girl... <laughs> What would people say on Facebook? Bearing in mind I'm not on Facebook. It was one of the best things I ever did was fuck Facebook off. Because mm. the bunch of fucking clowns on Facebook, someone puts a rumour on, they all believe it, mass hysteria creates, and it's fucking rubbish. Yeah, you say one thing wrong and then yeah. it spirals, snowballs, do not it? So it's... The, I mean, they've banned people, they've kicked people off, they've deplatformed people. Mm. Yes, I'm still on Instagram. I know they're both owned by the same company, but... I've had not a problem with like, like sort of Instagram, but someone can flag some off on like Facebook and go, mm. I don't like that. Yeah, and they'll <laughs> fucking and, and and the algorithm shit on how it works. It's fucking crap. Everyone come off Facebook, and um, go to Instagram. <laughs> go to Instagram. Or or there's Gab. There's a that's like fully free speech. Gab. Yeah. It's it's like I don't know if you've heard of it. No, no. I've I've downloaded it. It's got um. It's got people, it just sounds like a full fucking assholes on it, but I think it's got people who don't want to be on Facebook got banned off Facebook, but you can put what you want. Yeah. And if people don't want to read it or offend by it, it's like, free speech, who gives a shit? This is why I've got this podcast, unedited, free speech. Anyway, um, that's the first song you sing, but that's what <laughs> made me think is fucking weird. Yeah, I was going to say, if you uh, switched like, the whimsical music in the background to like a horror movie score or something. Ching, <laughs> ching, I'm going to rape you. That's pretty much it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then I thought that's weird. Then I saw it again, and, and I saw elements of he do not want it to fail. He wants it to... So it all started to connect. And the thing that sealed it for me... That is a massive paedophilic film. Well, mm. there's two things, because I printed the script off as well. Is the ballroom scene. It's yeah. 100% love scene. So you tell us, because you, you've recently seen it, tell us how she gets to this mesmerising ballroom scene. A druggy peach. <laughs> a drug peach. Hoggle, one of the characters, is given it by Jareth. Hoggle's a good guy, but he's put in a predicament because Gareth... Gareth, Jareth would fuck him up if he didn't. <laughs> so Hoggle has the peach. She feels faint and hungry. Hoggle gives her the peach. The peach is drugged, right? She eats the peach. She falls into this trance. Then she's whisked away to this other magical world, which is a ballroom scene. Yeah, it looks like a thing from like Romeo and Juliet, it masquerade like, yeah, type thing. Yeah, it's 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 a masquerade type thing. So, old Bowie's in this house, big hard house in it with a room. I, well, I imagine it's a big house with a room, obviously. Um, and he takes his mask off. He's giving her the creeper eyes. <laughs> giving her the creeper eyes, and she's trying to find him. And he's following her through. And it's like, that's fucking weird. It's like, you've just drugged a girl. Now you're like stalking her in the dance floor. Mm. And then they meet each other and they start to dance. And it's like, if I was to dance, because I'm guessing he would have been about 40 then. Yeah. Wait, would he have been about 40? Maybe. All around the age. With a 15-year-old girl, has he danced with her? He'd be fucking lambasted. 
<laughs> he'd be fucked. Ah, oh, but he's in the labyrinth, isn't he? So. Ah, so, <laughs> it's all right. Rape's allowed in the labyrinth, is it? You can be a paedophile in the labyrinth, can you? But, um, th- th- like, the way he sings to and the way they look at each other, it's like, it's definitely an analogy for something. And mm. she wakes up from this and she can't remember anything. So I've read certain um, theories that that's an um, analogy for date rape. I, yeah. I don't, well, you know, there was no rape in in there, but was like the intent there. Now, while now while they're dancing, like they've just got married, because it is like a first dance at a wedding. You do agree with me? It's like a hundred percent love scene, do you? Yeah, I'm pretty much ninety ninety percent. Ninety percent. Why? Why ninety? I I don't know. Like I'm almost I'm almost there with you. Like it's one of those things that I've uh, I've never thought about it before and until. Well, let's see <laughs> and if then, this changes your mind because the song he sings too. I don't know if you paid any attention to, to the lyrics. Uh, yeah. The, the well, to be fair, I thought the songs were a bit naff. <laughs> I thought they were the worst part of like the the film. Don't but tell the girls about the <laughs> fucking dance magic baby dance thing or whatever it's fucking called. That, that was the that was the only one I had like really enjoyed, but the rest of them were uh, I don't know. I was a bit like, oh, this is not sound too great. Yeah. But well, before we get to this, you've just reminded me. His his fucking attire that he's got on is dead mm. pedo-y. He's got a fucking massive cock and ball showing <laughs> his tight pants, and there's like a fifteen-year-old girl involved and him and her are the main protagonists in the film and he's like dressed like that that wouldn't be allowed today I, I don't know what like the thought process was behind that like what does it add to what's it add to the, well it adds a lot to the film I it guess does. Well, <laughs> it does if it's widescreen this is the um, and all these lyrics are written by um, David Bowie Bowie whatever um, and it's called As the World Falls Down so he's dancing with her at the same time as singing this, but he does start singing before this. So here are all the lyrics. There's such a sad love deep in your eyes, a, ca- a kind of pale jewel, open and closed. Within your eyes, I'll place the sky within your eyes. There's such a full heart beating so fast in search of new dreams, a love that will last. Within your heart, I'll place the moon within your heart. As the pain sweeps through, sweeps through, Makes no sense for you. Every thrill is gone. Wasn't too much fun at all, but I'll be there for you as the world falls down. Falling, falling down, falling in love. I'll paint the mornings of gold. I'll spin you Valentine Valentine evenings. Through we're strangers till now. We're choosing the path between the stars. I'll leave my love between the stars. As the pain sweeps through, makes no sense for you. Every thrill is gone. Wasn't too much fun at all, but I'll be there for you. As the world falls down. And then it's basically falling as the world falls down. Falling as the world falls down. Falling, (laughs) falling, falling. Falling in love as the world falls down. Four fallings. There's another falling in love as the world falls down. Makes no sense at all. Makes no sense to fall. Falling. As the world falls down, falling, falling in love. As the world falls down, falling, falling, falling in love. As the world falls down, what? <laughs> so much falling. There's a lot of falling, isn't there? Um, I mean, falling in love. So he's singing this as he's dancing with a 15-year-old girl. What do you think? 
yeah, that's convinced me a bit more, <laughs> to be fair. Now, I've printed off the script. That's I've got notes today. I never yeah. have notes. I've printed off and I've highlighted it. I've nearly went through the script. It's only really pe- like Peter Fillick to be fair to the film, as it um to be fair to the film. It's only Peter Fillick <laughs> drawing the end. Like like it's all right. It's all right if it's Peter Fillick. It's the end. <laughs> now, what really really cemented it to me was a conversation they had after the song. So mm. we're right at the end. It's after the last song. That's called Within You. Okay. Um, so Jareth says to Sarah, I asked for so little, just let me rule you and you can have anything you want. So he's saying that yeah. to a 15-year-old girl. Now, people might say, well, it just means let be be be, be in control of you. That's, That's not better. No, it's <laughs> not. It's like you're like sort of halfway through to think, you just, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit weird, that, to be fair, isn't it? Mm. So she says, tries to remember what to say next. This is brackets. This is the script to herself. Kingdoms was great. Damn, I can never remember that line. And then Jareth says, and this is the fucking key. If anyone wants to argue the point about this film, come on my podcast. I'm not doing it over social media text or anything like that or through phone call. We'll do it on the podcast. So this is the final nail in the coffin. Jareth says to Sarah, just fear me, love me, and do as I say, and I will be your slave. Yeah, that point. I I could see what you were talking about. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, uh, let's have a look. Sarah, um, so you have no power. You have no power of me. And that's the last line in the book. Um. So it's like two lines... I've like highlighted it. It's two lines, but the two yeah. lines are very symbolic if you put them. People might say, oh, you're just finding stuff where it's not found. I'm like, am I? No. No, I don't, I don't think so. No, excuse me. And it's like, people have heard about saying, I mean, it's. I mean, go online. It's going to wind everyone up, this podcast, because everyone likes the labyrinth. Mm. Until the same, I mean, you said your girlfriend likes the labyrinth. Yeah. Have you told her about the paedophilic element in the labyrinth? Uh yeah. And what did she say? She said, maybe. <laughs> did she? That's really surprised me. It's, uh, it's like, yeah, maybe you got a point. Yeah, I think that's probably everyone. Like, maybe it's... Uh... <laughs> but if I had a 15-year-old girl, or I've got, well, I've got a niece, she's five, but no one would because she'd just fucking bang them because she's dead hard for five. She bullies me. Yeah. But if, she, if someone was singing that, to my 15 year old niece who's a man I'd mm. knock him out yeah yeah because it's weird you just don't say that to a 15 year old if I sang it to a if fucking I stood outside of school and I'm not going to do this but was singing to a 15 year old that song they'd say fuck off you pedo <laughs> yeah, I know God. it's not the same thing because it's not in the setting of a fairy tale but that doesn't make it right no. the, the actual fact that makes it worse if it's a fucking fairy tale but like like the whole film, it's like Jarvis there before she even wishes because at the f- beginning of the film, and if you haven't seen The Labyrinth, go watch The Labyrinth and see what you think. But I think the beginning of the film, Jarvis already there, so he's already spying on her. Mm. And after the film, is that little element of like. He, he turns into an owl, doesn't he? And yeah, then he's, he's and still he's there. He's still there. It's definitely 100% a coming of, a, like a coming of age film. Mm. Not in a sexual way, I wouldn't have thought, 
but it's definitely of coming of age. It's take and it's taking responsibility of yourself. It's making the right choices. It's trusting things. It's showing things can be worse, and it's a bit of a coming of age film. And that's where it comes into the puberty bit. It's like she's just starting to wear makeup. You can see that that she's she's like got like at the beginning. There's a desk. There's a makeup mirror. Yeah, and Jareth's there. So that's basically a shrine to Jar- a shrine to Jareth. Mm. Everything in her room is in the labyrinth. Like she's got the cuddly toys of Ludo. Yeah, Hoggle's there. She's got all f- fairy tale books. Where it, like where it goes, and she's even got the picture of the upside down mathematical thing mm. on there. And I'm sure there's a few more elements that I've seen. That are actually in the labyrinth. So people would say, is the labyrinth just all in their imagination? Hmm. And she's trying to express her sexuality through the labyrinth. Like sort of a coming of age film. Maybe it's a bit to do with sexual abuse because of Jareth giving her the peach and drugging her. Hmm. What do you think? Yeah, uh, yeah maybe. Don't leave um, me hanging. Because people <laughs> will say, you're a fucking weirdo. I need someone else so that so like they can shout at no, I can I can see where all that that is uh, that is coming from. Really, I can see I see all those you know elements now that we've spoken about them and I've looked out for them. I mean, the worm tries to uh, <coughs> tries to save her from that. I think when she goes, well, no, she, don't go that way. That'll just take sorry, you straight to the castle. Straight to the castle. Yeah, you see, the fucking worm is brilliant, and I know someone who's got like a tattoo of the worm and like a sleeve of like labyrinth and like. Or getting a sleeve of like the labyrinth film, like you're getting a paedophilic film on your <laughs> thing, and it's like it's maybe because we're older. Because a lot of people have said things you notice in films when you're mm. older that are not appropriate. So if you don't think it's a paedophilic film, which is fine, you you can't really say that film's appropriate. Yeah, on how it was done and the lyrics. There's no denying the the proper lyrics. That's you know that's pro- fear me, love me, and I'll be your slave. Yeah. So I'm sure that was the quote. Let's just yeah, fear me, love me, do as I say, and I will be your slave. Yeah, that's a it's very <laughs> fucking S and M, isn't it? Like bondage stuff. Yeah, it's messed messed up. <laughs> so. But if anyone wants to argue the point of that it's not a paedophilic film, you're quite welcome to. Because apparently the never-ending story as well, there was something about that. But that was... They were both the same age. I wonder if it's uh, because... Like, they're childhood favourites for, like, a lot of people. I wonder if they know it or if they're just, like, choosing to ignore it, maybe. Or if it's maybe because the what's shit when the, the one it's believe it to be innocent and pure as you know as they watched it when they were kids maybe i don't know which comes to a point of um i I like films but i will see criticism in films that other people won't Hmm. see criticism i'm I'm like i don't know if that's because i'll because i like photography and i can you know the scripts and that and things i'm not saying i'm shit up but like for instance one of the best scripts i've like I think is like Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. It's a fucking ace script. Uh, yeah. I, I preferred Snatch, to be fair. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think I think you with the majority of people. Um, well, like Brad Pitt's amazing in it, and mm. I don't think Brad Pitt's ever done a bad film. No. Me, apart from maybe Meet Joe Black. 
but still, <laughs> like, I went to Pitch Sisters to see that, but still, that's not really that um, the, like that like that bad to be fair. No, but um, yeah, it's like I don't know. Films are subjective. Mm. I don't think you can ever get like an objective thing with a film. That's what. Well, that's exactly what I'm trying to say. I don't think I'm coming from this film with from a subjective view. No, not sort of with the evidence I've produced. I'm I'm, mm. I'm not condemning it because it is quite a good film. And, yeah, and like I like puppets. The puppetry and it's amazing. Yeah, I saw a uh, Frank it's good acting. Frank Oz was involved in there somewhere. Yeah, and, like George Lucas and there's a lot of big uh, big names. Big names, yeah, and that definitely made me interested to to watch it yeah oh yeah it's good yeah. It's a, again it's a good script hmm. i thought destroy my own eye <laughs> but it's a pedophilic film yeah and i'm looking at it in an objective way not subjectively because that'd be my view the view of is that he actually said that to her hmm. now is it my opinion that's right or wrong i would have thought it's wrong really to speak to a 15 year old like that yeah and if people say, well, it's only a film, it's like, well, fucking go It's only to... in the labyrinth. Yeah, it's only, it's only <laughs> in the labyrinth. Or go listen to Gary Glitter then, because it's only music, isn't it? It doesn't matter what the pretense, but people would say, well, he he actually did it, no one involved in that. But then again, mm. does it link to David Bowie being like, sort of like an underage girl? Because she's 15, mm. he's like, I don't before. It's like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm not calling him a pedo. <laughs> no, I think it's, uh, I don't know because it's difficult to say if it's because I, I really enjoyed it, but uh, but then I could see like the little the little bits in there as well. That's my point. So it's you like, just reminded me that if you just watch it as a film, mm. that's fine. But if you see elements of it and it's like, well, that's a bit weird. It's not as it's not it's not like a hidden thing. It's not like a it's no. just a bit subtle. It's a bit it's creepy. Sneaky. Yeah, it is creepy because he's spying on her. Right, a he's spying on her. Yeah, mm. he gives her a drugged peach. That she wakes up and can't remember. We're just doing this at bulletin point. So, and plus he's got a big cock and balls. And he's saying he's gonna fuck up Hoggle. He's gonna fuck <laughs> Hoggle up. Yeah, he fucking. Writes really creepy sort of love songs. He dances with her, and that's a romantic dance. That and he makes was the... a romantic scene. <laughs> okay, okay. If people say it wasn't a love scene. It was definitely yeah. a romantic scene. Mm. You can't deny it. Wasn't a romantic scene. And then it's like, well, you know, uh, let's just make this super easy for you to get to me. Yeah, <laughs> as well. Yeah. yeah, he does. I mean, people have said about Leon as well. Leon being a Peter oh, I love Leon. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, like I couldn't really see that. No, um, I thought it was more Myself. of like a protege, yeah, type story. Like she, I think he he treats her like an adult, and that's probably where it like comes from. Yeah, but, but there's a bit of mutual respect there. Yeah, I think. definitely. But it's nothing along the lines of um, the paedophilic film. No, but um, but thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you. thanks for having me. No, yeah, yeah I've really enjoyed it. Back on if like sort of any guests or anyone want to come back on, just come back on because it's 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 just easy to do. It's like a portable setup, and um, it's and it's and it's so easy to do. But um, we've got an Instagram account. We me. It's the tin underscore biscuit underscore. It's the tin biscuit <laughs> podcast. 
and it's got underscores in it, but I can't remember it. This is fucking, it's so complicated because I, it, because it was all taken. I'm like, how the fuck am I going to get my name out? I saw the underscore tint underscore biscuit underscore pod underscore cast. That's what it is. Yeah. But if you just hashtag into Google, hashtag the Tint Biscuit Podcast, everything comes up. You'll be able to find us because we're on Podbean, everywhere like that. Um, so if anyone wants to come in, oh, come on, should I say just come on? Um, just like fucking message us. Message us. There's no us. There's, <laughs> there's fucking only me. Um, so just message me and we'll sort it out. Because we've got some exciting guests coming on. I've got a... This is going to be out tonight. So it's basically in a few hours. It'll be out about about 11 half, mm-hmm. like half 11 at night. But I've got a guest, hopefully coming on from Saturday from Texas. And we're like talking about um, 9-11. Oh, that sounds interesting. Cons- um, uh, like, like a conspiracy. conspiracy. Yeah. So I've just said to not just speak... I, I haven't looked much into it. I've like listened to a lot of podcasts about it. But I had done my own research, but just look at it from a noob. And then I've mm. got um, a few more next week. I've, I've, I'm, I'm supposed to have someone who, who goes around the world slacklining. Is like, well, I think they want to come on. No, you I might know where you tie like a strap from a tree to a tree. Yeah, and you walk across it. Well, he just goes around doing that. <laughs> so, but so, yeah. Yeah, if uh, like you found this podcast because it's hashtagged la- like labyrinth, which I'm going to do clever, mm-hmm. not that clever, but <laughs> go back and listen to some because I've had a millionaire who sold the soul to the devil, and mm-hmm. it was a trans millionaire. She won the lottery, or he won the lottery, whatever you think, and it turned out she sold or he sold the soul to the devil. Mm. And now um, the dead. Oh yeah, it was <laughs> six months. No bullshit. They said that like here and a partner, um, Melissa and them. Um, Rachel did like a, a blood sacrifice, not not a blood sacrifice, but they did a bloodlet sort of thing. They signed something in blood, mm. so it's like they sacrificed a bit of their blood for to sign this thing. And then six months later, she won the lottery, four million pounds on a ten pound scratch card. Mm. And then a year later, within a year or so, she, she died. So I've got them two on it. Oh, I had Paddy from Emmerdale on because he's like into horror. He, he, he directs horror films. Martin Vickers, the MP, Conservative MP for Cleethorpes. Hmm? Bearing in mind, I did try and get Melanie on, the like MP of Grimsby. Did you say no? <laughs> well, I like, tried to, like, their office, their office, their office was like, yeah, she'll like, sort of call me back, arrange the time. This was three times this has happened. I'm still waiting for the call from about fucking two months ago. Hmm. Martin Vickers, cons- like, Conservative, was like, yeah. Booked in, um, phoned me up the next day, said, just, like, making sure it's going to happen. No, no bullshit, that's... No bullshit, but I, I got booked in to um, one of his... Um, oh, what do they call it when they give them little 20-minute segments to people? It's not a ward, is it? It's like a... I can't remember what they call it. But um, we had, had a 20-minute podcast, and mm-hmm. I got everything I wanted out. Yeah. Out of him. Well, Tommy Turgoose... I've had me on it. Um, I've had my mates on it, and it's just ace because you, because you just meet so many people. You you sort of should do a podcast, yeah. Just like sort of start one up because you fucking meet so many strange and like weird people. I've like had a not sort of saying she's weird or strange because she'll kick my head in, but I've had a dominatrix on from Hull, mm. and she's got um she's like got a client that pays her to force feed him dog shit. <sighs> 
fuck? And like, I was trying to wrap my head around that and I thought, I can get it mm. if he puts it in and swallows it. I can sort of bring myself to not do it because it's fucking disgusting, but I could sort of say, yeah, he does that. And she um, like was like, oh no, he chews it. And she, oh. sell, and she sells her own shit, posts it to people, they put it on toast so they can eat it, and put it on the face and go to sleep. I don't have any... What the fuck, <laughs> you know what I mean? Listen yeah. to it, it's, um, her name's Miss Dietra. Uh, no, Mistress D, like, sort of Dietra. Uh, she's called Julie Preston, but she does a lot for the homeless, and so I'm like, well, mm. really nice. Used, like, used to work in a prison, in Hall Prison. Mm. Proper sound, really nice person. Um, who else have I had on? I've had you on. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I've um, I've messaged Donald Trump and Boris Johnson to come on, and Kate Hopkins. But Kate Hopkins did say she would come on, mm. so I sent her an email, and I'm still waiting back. Oh. So, but I'll, <laughs> I'll just have anyone on. So if yeah. anyone you know wants to come on, yeah, no, talk about I'll, anything. Um... It doesn't matter what we talk about. It could be fucking the price of milk. Just have a general chat, or if there's a specific subject, we'll like get it on the cards. Because if like when people want to argue about the like nonce film, <laughs> I can do. I shouldn't really call it nonce film. I like hashtag paedophile nonce, um, labyrinth, paedophilic, kids, bulge, 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 David Bowie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's we got. Maybe I shouldn't hashtag I love kids. To be fair. <laughs> but we'll yeah, but I'm sure we'll get some people saying it's not mm. a Peter Phillip film, but I think it is. Yeah, I'm um I'm definitely more is than not. Um yeah. even though like I, d- I don't know if this is like I don't even know how to feel about it myself, but I did really like taken as a film, I think it's brilliant, but uh I think the like cult around it I mean, that's what put me off watching it for so long because people are, people are really angry about it. Like they're really like passionate. They're uh... yeah, they fucking <laughs> love the labyrinth. Yeah, and it's mostly girls. I hadn't noticed. No, yeah. yeah, it is. It's like the girls know all the songs to that fucking magic dance song or ban- dance baby dance, and it's like they seem to really like it. And as mm. you say, it might be a bit of nostal- nostalgia, mm. but if you look deeper into a film. It's got it, it's definitely got an underlying element of creepiness about it. Yeah. The way he fucking drugs her, dances with her, sings that song to her. Then at the end he just tries he just tries, doesn't he? Mm. To say, Just be with me and I'll give you anything you want. But then she fucks him off. <laughs> but then he's still there. Just it's just that to me is like he's like a bit of like an abuser saying to the abuse victim, um, I'm, I can always get to you. <laughs> it is though, because yeah. he's in that, and he's just sort of—he just that owl looks at it, and then it fucks off, and it's like, it's like if you open your always, window, I can it, come back in. Well, yeah, but it's not just that, it's, and it's like I'm like always here, and I can mm. always come back. Yeah, to fucking finish the job, like the peach, fucking wake up for too soon. <laughs> but anyway, I'm off for some tea. This has been take two because I fucked the first one up, my memory card was a bit shit. He just said fucking unformatted. And it's probably been like that since we've been talking. Hmm? So we've been just talking like that for the first take. But thanks for coming on. I know it um, took us a bit of time to sort of time out, but cheers for sparing it. It's... 
It's forty. Are you sure, belly going off? Are you hungry? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm off to get something. It's been forty-five minutes, so it's been brilliant. Just yeah, it's time. been great. If you want to come back on, just send me a message. The link will be on. You'll find it. No, oh, thanks, son. You'll yeah. find it, and if you know, share it. And if any of your mates want to come on, or if your girlfriend wants to come on and argue with me about labyrinth or any of their mates, because I'm sure they're all fucking labyrinth freaks. <laughs> so, cheers for coming on, and uh, thanks for listening and share, follow, and like. Cool yeah, beans. Thank you. Cheers. See you later. Bye. <laughs> The Tea Biscuit Podcast. The Tea Biscuit Podcast.